I do sometimes beat myself up because I feel like a lumpy slug sometimes. So I'm like, yeah, power, that's me. <laughs> Hi everyone. Welcome to the first output of this little project, which is still currently without a name, so please feel free to send any name suggestions in. This week I was able to sit down with Jess Clark, who is captain of the triathlon club here at Exeter Uni this year. Uh, I think most people listening will know Jess, she's been part of the club for the last three years. Um, so I thought it would be a good place to start, seeing as she will be leading the club through this pretty tricky times with the Covid situation. Uh, I met Jess when we were both freshers back in 2017 and I think it's fair to say that um, when Jess started she was a complete novice to triathlon. Um, however since then she's gone on to compete at Bucks and this year she qualified for the age group team. As you'll pretty quickly be able to tell we had some great laughs recording this. Um, we discussed what drives and motivates Jess her clumsiness, and also touched upon how Jess sees her role this year as captain of a growing club during a global pandemic. As with most things, this is still very much a work in progress, so please let us know any feedback, and I hope you enjoy listening. Over to Jess. I'm Jess, I'm, like Chamber said, captain of the triathlon, I'm from Scotland, I'm currently about to start my master's degree at Exeter doing complex security and development. I did my undergraduate degree in anthropology, um, but unfortunately I haven't officially graduated yet because of corona. Nice. So you've been at uni for three years now? Three years, yeah. Uh, all at Exeter? All at Exeter. Can't leave. <laughs> Can't bring myself to go. Uh, so there must have been quite a few sort of ups and downs on that journey through university? Indeed, <laughs> yeah. Um, just like everyone else, you do have some amazing moments, but there's also moments where you just have to grow up and just, it's, it's just life, isn't it? It's just a bit of a roller coaster. Um, I think I've had a better time than many. Um, I've got amazing friends. I'm very lucky in that. And the triathlon club has been, I've been part of it since first year. So that's always been a part of my life and it's always been great to meet people and just, yeah, I just really enjoy it. Did you have sort of a favourite year or a year that you really enjoyed? Third year, definitely third year. Um, so, yeah, it's just a thing with, um, you know, being able to go out with my friends. I don't know, I went out the most in third year. Just had a lot of fun. Um, I was really into my course that year. I got to pick modules that I was really interested in. Um, most of my friends were, yeah, it was just, I don't know why really, but yeah, it was the best, best year by far. Even with Corona cutting it short? That was sad. Um, most, quite a lot of my friends have graduated this year and have left the uni. So we were all really, really sad that we couldn't graduate together. Um, yeah. And it was, it was not the greatest just having to finish our dissertations at home. And it was like the biggest anticlimax ever. Just like, yay, I'm done. Okay. I just sat in a room on my own <laughs> yay <laughs> but yeah um we still have results day so i was in exeter for results day so we, we were able to go out to the pub and that was quite fun socially distanced obviously but yeah that was quite good fun nice so how long have you been doing triathlon so i didn't actually start really getting into it until halfway through second year and um, i did bucks at the end of first year that was the first proper triathlon that i've ever done at school we ran like mini ones but I wouldn't like looking back now I would just count that as a swim followed by a bike followed by a run which I know is the definition of triathlon but it really it was so short it was so 
not in the atmosphere because after the swim you got given a lollipop and you sat down for a little while and then you went and did your bike so it wasn't really wasn't really the same and at school I was really into hockey um but I was a lot less fit than I am now so I didn't really throw myself into it um but yeah I didn't actually get a road bike until halfway through second year at least but I did little bits in first year but yeah nice so what would you say that triathlon has taught you if anything sort of in wider life as well as just the swim bike run bit of it it's taught me so much about how your mental well-being can affect your physical well-being. That's That sounds really heavy, but <laughs> it's like when you're on a run and you get those thoughts inside your head that are like, oh, I can't do this, like, it, I'm really struggling, I want to stop, and then you have to push past that barrier because your body's fine. It's like things like that, and like if I haven't been at home, it's like a running joke, because if I get really grumpy at home, my mum would just go, Jess, when was the last time we went for a run? And I go, a couple of days, why? She's like, go for a run. I go for a run, and then I come back, and I'm like, hey, oh my gosh, life is great. So, <laughs> like, so would you say that running is sort of your reset, and sort running, of out of all three of the sports, is no, running the one? I, <laughs> running, I've always found the hardest one. Cycling is my reset, but cycling is very much more weather dependent than running. Like running, you can go out in most weathers, apart from if it's like thunder and lightning, I wouldn't recommend it. But cycling, I hated cycling in first and second year. Absolutely hated it. I was on my hybrid bike and then I got a road bike and I was like, oh, so this is what it, okay. This is starting to feel a little bit better. I cycled a few more. Yeah. Um, and then I got cleats, got a better bike. And then I was like, oh, so this could actually be quite good fun. And then I got to explore and then I just love it now. Um, but yeah, swimming, I've always done, even at school. So swimming's just kind of that thing I just do before the cycle and the run. <laughs> nice. Um, so... I mean, I don't know if many people know this, but you were an army child. <laughs> Just kind of throw it out there. Yeah, yeah like my Scottishness. But um, yeah, I'm an army child. Um, that's why I have an English accent. Um, but yeah, it's meant moving around a lot. So that has meant just being able to try different things. I did judo, actually. I won medals in competitions at judo, which I don't think even you know that. <laughs> no, I won like a silver medal for like my county. And then, yeah, I went to boarding school, so I, I didn't really carry on because at boarding school you just kind of do hockey and rugby and, like, if you don't do those, you're kind of, you know, not shunt, but, like, that's what everyone did. Yeah, um, and so did you get to travel quite a bit with that? Sort of move, how did you find the travel? Only around the UK. School? Everyone's like, oh, my God, that sounds so hard, like, moving every two years around the UK, but it's all I've ever known. And it's meant that I've been able to see so many different parts of the UK, and that's kind of what got me interested in anthropology. Um, for those of you who don't know what anthropology is, it's the study of humans. Um, so even around the UK, there's so many different cultures, so many gr- groups of people. So I've lived in Northern Ireland, I've lived down in Kent, down in Dover, and then lived in Scotland a lot. Um, so I've really explored areas quite fully, and I'm quite grateful for that. And I quite like just being able to see all these places. So would you say that triathlon also lets you explore different places? Yeah, definitely, because competitions are spread around the country. So, I mean, if you've got the facilities, so like if you've got a tent, you can camp nearby. If you've got a car, you'll be able to get there. I mean, it's it's different for people under different circumstances and 
I know it's harder for others than it is, you know, for me, because I'm quite lucky. I've got a car, I've got a tent, I've got friends do dotted around the country. So, yeah, that's a good thing about being an army child is you do get a really wide network. Um, but, yeah, like, I've done competitions in Cambridgeshire, Scotland, down, down here, down south. So, like, yeah, I've, yeah, I've explored quite a bit, actually, to be fair. Nice. Um... And anyone that knows you will know that you're quite accident prone. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> so triathlons a sport that comes with the many risks, like a lot of sports really. But how would you justify the risks of cycling and protect? Yeah, predominantly cycling that comes with risks of other road users, high speeds. It's quite funny because I've gotten less accidents doing triathlon than I did like before triathlon <laughs> um but yeah so uh, I mean I did get into a crash January 2019 I think it was was it 2019 yeah um so it wasn't that bad a crash but it did shake me and it's like I used to horse ride a lot and it's that thing of if you fall off you have to get past that mental barrier and get back on again it works the same when you're cycling so it did shake me, but then I got back on and I was like, it's fine, it doesn't happen. You know, it's just once, you know, if you're very unlucky, that's when it happens. And if you're sensible and careful, your chances of that happening are significantly reduced. So I don't, I think it, there's less risk with triathlon than people might think um, compared to like other sports like climbing, things like that. I mean, every sport has risks, especially like rugby, like you've got concussion and all that sort of thing. But I think it's the individual aspect as well. Like you have a certain aspect of control when it comes to it as well. I think, but yeah, I am quite accident prone. But that's because I'm <laughs> dyspraxic and clumsy, and like it just happens. <laughs> and so this year, I think it was this year you qualified for the age group team. Yeah, that was a rogue one. Um, so I've been wanting. So my aim, I thought that this was the most unrealistic aim in the world because <laughs> I spoke to Seamus, I spoke to you about it and um, yeah, I just thought it was so unrealistic, really hard to get into. I thought you had to be the fittest person in the world. And so I kind of just got my fitness levels up and I wanted to qualify for the sprint, the European sprint triathlon. But before that, I entered the sprint duathlon race for the world championships in Australia in 2021 just thinking oh it'd be good to practice you know like just kind of see what the vibe is like and I registered to qualify thinking I mean my running is probably my weakest one so I was like okay I probably won't qualify but let's just give it a go and was that pre-covid pre, -COVID? pre so yeah it was the last race before lockdown I think it was the last ever like right British triathlon race mm. um so yeah I was very jammy um but I performed a lot better than I expected to. I got my 5k PB there. Um, so yeah, I qualified and I was just a bit shocked. I was just like, oh, okay. So this is now something that I've been dreaming about. Oh, we're here. Wow. Um, and it's awesome. I've got such a solid friendship group with them now. So we've had a couple of training days together. And yeah, my aim is still the sprint triathlon, but that got cancelled because of covid so next year that is my new aim so do you have to re-qualify for that for next year you have to i have to because i would have qualified if i was in england but because i was in scotland scotland do age groups in 10 year chunks not five right. year chunks 
so I was in Scotland when I had my qualifying time, which is really frustrating <laughs> because I was in England, I would have qualified, but because I was in Scotland and they do it from 20 to 30 year olds, that's a massive chunk in Scotland of qualifying athletes. So, <sighs> so that's on the cards for next year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Is, have you got any other goals or aims I mean, for the next year? Sort of looking I've into all, winter now. Um, just getting my base level fitness just as high as I can. Looking after myself better. My nutrition is appalling compared to what it should be. So what do you think, sort of like, what are you doing I'm about just, that? I'm planning my meals now. I'm writing down, like tracking what I'm eating, like in terms of nutrients. Not like obsessively because, of course, I'm going to have that packet of Jaffa Cakes if I want that packet of Jaffa Cakes. <laughs> but I've got to kind of... So... In lockdown, my lunch and breakfast would be bread and hummus, which is just not a nutritional thing at all. And that was just, it had a really big impact on my body. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe if I change little things. I also do not drink nearly as much water as I should. So like, that's what I'm gonna focus on because then I think that my mental well-being, my physical well-being will just significantly improve. But in terms of like race goals, definitely the sprint triathlon. Um, I'm going to step up like my game to go into standard and then maybe even half Ironman. So do you see the further distance as sort of more credit bearing as in sort of that's where it's heading or do you... More credit bearing. So as, as you said like step it up do you mean like you're getting like doing the sprint it's almost like the baby one. No. And so you have more like if you go further then it's like Okay let me invert better. that then. <laughs> is just as badass as the longer ones it's a very different thing okay yeah and <laughs> um, no the sprint is just faster so you've got to be like it's a different it's a different game to the other ones the other ones i mean in my opinion you've got to feel right and it's it's slow but i have a lot of admiration for people who can do full and half iron men like that's amazing but i don't think it takes away sprint triathlon because it's just so different. So a full Ironman will not be able to compete with a sprint triathlon champion in the same way. Like, he will not perform as well in the sprint triathlon, but then the sprint triathlete, this is my opinion, will not perform as well in the full Ironman because they're trained for different... Their bodies are conditioned to different things. And here we cut to Alistair Brownlee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like he had yeah. to train though, and he's not performing as well as he's done in the past, you know, yeah, like yeah. because he's trained. So he did some of the World Triathlon series, and he didn't, you know, he didn't come first, or like he came, I mean, he was pretty good, let's face it, as <laughs> Alistair Brownlee, but like he didn't perform as well because he's been focusing on Iron Man, and then in Iron Man, he's being, yeah. you know, Alistair Brownlee, like, look at him, he's amazing, but. It just, in my opinion, I think it's just different. It's like, you don't put a sprinter... So, like, Mo Farah and Usain Bolt. Yeah. Very different species. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's still a triathlon, <laughs> but they're very different events. Yeah, they... like, completely. So, like, yeah, both awesome. Oh, my God. I would fangirl so <laughs> <laughs> So, stepping up to further distances... In Maybe. 2021. I tried a standard triathlon last summer and it was the first one I've ever done. But I've completely forgot halfway through the run that it's 10k, not 5k. So I did my 5k at my 5k pace and then went, oh heck, 
I've got to do this again, just completely crashed out. Just, oh God, I felt so ill. Just cause I didn't take on the right nutrition and like you got it. It's not something I found that you can just jump into and do. Um, I want to do a marathon better than when I did my marathon before because I was, I had bug and I had really bad shin splints, but I still managed, I still managed to do it. I think my time was around five hours, but I was vomiting throughout most of the course. So I want to try and do that, maybe get around three and a half hours, so you've, maybe. So you've had a struggle with a marathon, would you say? Do you feel like you've got unfinished business? With yeah, it? I feel like, hmm, like I, I'm still so proud of myself for finishing that because mm. I was so ill and in so much pain that I finished it and just collapsed on the ground and just cried. Like that was a really big moment. And the, the personal reasons behind why I did it as well for the charity I did as well, because it was in memory of my godbrother. And... I just, I'm so glad I did it, but I kind of want to, you know. So mm. would you say it taught you, sort of, in a sports sense, but also about yourself as well? Sort uh, of going through the struggle of... I was so proud of myself for having the mental strength. That's what I mean about mental strength. There was many, many times where I could have quit. So many times, but it was myself that got me through that. Because, of course, you couldn't get help. If you got help, like physical help, you were disqualified. That's how marathons work. Mm. And so it was quite funny because my dad found me five miles from the end. And he, I, I threw up on his shoes and he went, oh God, oh, let me help you. And I went, don't touch me. <laughs> um, but it was me. I was like, I've got to do this. Um, so in that sense, that's what it taught me about myself. But it's also taught me about, you know, looking after myself. I didn't get any sleep the night before um, because I had this unknown unknown sickness bug it was definitely a sickness bug because I had a fever and it wasn't great and my shin splints were horrendous I probably shouldn't have done it put it that way it's, it's <clears throat> recognizing when to say no and I did that last year as well I was entered for the extra half marathon but my my knee I've dislocated my knee twice this is a before triathlon and I was really accident prone um and it was niggling a bit so I decided to pull out instead of running it and probably damaging myself more that's what it taught me it me quite a lot about life and because of my dyspraxia i've always struggled with organization um so i feel like this is just gonna kick me you know come on you need to get organized otherwise you will just not manage so in that sense but i've got amazing support of friends and family that are just amazing um so i'll be okay <laughs> it sounds like a lot of it's going to be a bit of a balancing act Oh, 100%. Um, and I've, so the thing is, is I'm delegating a lot more within committee. I know some captains like to do most of the things themselves. Some captains don't like to do anything, but I'm trying to balance it out, make sure everyone knows exactly what they're doing. Um, not because I don't want to do all the jobs, but I think it's important to be able to rely on your committee for that, because that's what the committee are there for. Um, but they're awesome and I'm really excited. What would you say drives you? Oh, what, snack! Your... <laughs> Shout out to Elke or the snack. <laughs> no, seriously. So like... if, if we start with, if we start with triathlon, what motivates you in triathlon? Because as as if it's not a, it's not your profession, you're not earning money from it. What what drives you to turn up to training every day and to when it gets hard, what do you rely on? It's I can't really explain it but when I'm doing a triathlon and I'm and I'm feeling it on my body I'm feeling a little bit hard done by 
I just think, look at what I'm doing. I'm doing a swim, a cycle and a run all in one. That is quite impressive. It's quite an impressive human feat to do that. Not many people can do that. I like the fact that by definition, I am an athlete. I love the fact that I get such a buzz from it and I know that I do and that it's the individuals. I've never met such a friendly, inclusive sport that's an individual sport. Even my parents, when they came to watch me, said everyone is so friendly. I think it's the individual aspect. You don't know everyone there, but you still talk to each other and you have this one thing in common because you push your body to the limit. But I just, I think that's what motivates me. And also, yeah, so that I can eat whatever <laughs> food I want without consequence. So would you say you're more intrinsically motivated as in it's that feeling that you're pushing yourself or extrinsically as in it's the people that are around you that are motivating you? It depends. Or is it a mix? If it's Bucks, so with my peers, that pushes me because I'm like, right, okay, especially this year, right, I'm the captain, I've got to perform well, like, come on, <laughs> like, do a good impression. But, like, intrinsically, yes, I think it's more intrinsic. Um, it's for yourself. Like, the reason why you're doing this is for you. And um, that's, but, yeah, like, I did the marathon not for me. I did it for a charity. But I was the one who got myself through that. Like, it's all finding out, oh god this is gonna sound so cliche, but it's finding out who you are and like I found out a lot about myself from doing triathlon and I've loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and you seem that you're pretty competitive, would, would you class yourself as competitive? Oh I'm so competitive, <laughs> my family are banned from playing Monopoly with my grandparents now because like we just can't deal with the competitiveness, we just get so upset. Um, I'm competitive in a healthy way, so when I did that duathlon race at the start of lockdown, um, my one of my really good friends was doing it with me. And, you know, you get that competitive buff. And I think it was because she was ahead of me on the run that pushed me further. Because I was like, right, come on. She's ahead of you. Got to get... I mean, she's an amazing, phenomenal runner, phenomenal athlete. She's called Izzy. Shout out. <laughs> um, and she's so lovely about it. And then when you cross the line... She did beat me, but she was there cheering me on, and it's just like healthy competitiveness because that made me go further. So would you say you prefer being almost the underdog where you're trying to catch someone, or would you do perform better when sort of the pressure's on you to to push harder? It depends. It depends. Like if it's bucks, I have that pressure from the start, but then it was a. I think it was. Um, it was Scottish Champs in 2018, and I knew there was a girl ahead of me who was my age group. I was like, I could catch her on this run, sprint finish, past her, and that was the best feeling. I felt really, I did feel bad, but at the same time, I was like, yes, no one saw this coming. I didn't even see it coming. Looked at my times and I got PBs and everything. So I think that's, that makes me go better, but I just, I like being competitive because. I think it's good for pushing you further. Um, but then you've got unhealthy competitiveness where if you don't perform as well, then you just beat yourself up. But actually, you've just done a triathlon. Stop beating yourself up. It's fine. <laughs> so is that something that you'd say you're sort of... <laughs> do I beat myself yeah, up? Yeah, do you beat yourself up? Or do... can you sort of brush it off and get on with it? The thing is, is things I beat myself up about most is the swim which is at the very start. And I know I know that I'm quite a strong cyclist. Um, so I have that cycle. So then I can reset. 
So like, if I have a really bad swim, I'm like, it's fine. Like, get on the bike, do what you can, push it further. That's while I'm racing. Um, yeah, sat down afterwards. I'm like, I could have performed better, but here's how I'm gonna get better. So like, when I'm running, I'm like, oh, why didn't I go on that run the other day? Because I was eating snacks. Like, you know, like just. Why did I do this? Why? Yeah, but then I'm just like, ugh, just do it. One foot in front of the other. Just like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) And how does that compare to outside of the triathlon sport? So in real life, would you say you're the same sort of competitiveness, or is it when you step into step onto a start line, are you one of those people that sort of changes mentality? And ah, no, I've always been competitive. (laughs) Um, but in the like, like I said, in the humorous kind of friendly competitive, not in like, I must beat everyone at everything. I'm not like that, I promise. But yeah, no, I, I think it's good. I think it's good at seeing what a person is, what they're like. I just, I just like it. Um, but yeah, in the triathlon club, it's a bit different because obviously if I'm leading a slow group, I'm not going to be competitive. Like that's not what it's about it's about socializing so it's sort of knowing when to switch it on and yeah whereas if i was in um (laughs) if i was dropped for instance that's when i could right come on be competitive like show these people like what you're about so so the competitiveness drives you would you say yeah it it drives me so i turn it off when i'm resting or when i'm with my friends or when it's like a scenario where it's not required when it is required oh yeah let's go um board games oh dear <laughs> flip the table no <laughs> got that board game of choice what, what would it be cards against humanity if that counts as a board game it's a card game yeah yeah we'll go with that yeah it's got a banging deal <laughs> um, yeah okay so coming full circle back to the question um what drives you outside of triathlon oh jeez okay sorry a tangent there yeah um what drives me I like, right, <laughs> I like to be impressive and I like to help people. I want, ugh, I said this when I was a toddler and this is going to sound really cliche again. I want to help the world and I don't want to just be in the background. I want to be an individual where people look at me and go, you've made a difference. But like, the thing is, is I, I can make a difference to one individual's life and that would be impressive. Like, I, I don't feel any pressure from anyone, but I want to push myself to where I can go, you know? Like, I want to just use my capacity. And now that I've got support in place, because I'm dyslexic, so I thought, oh, wait, I can't, I can't do as well as other people, but I've got support in place now. I can get to a place where I'm really proud of what I've done. That's where I want to go. And that's what drives me. So that's what drives me with my course. That's why I want to do a master's, because... For masters, I can go on to my dream job and then go on further from there. And yeah, that's what drives me, I think. So, a bit of a loaded question. But, um, <laughs> so, would you say you're searching for social recognition or are you doing it more for, the, for you feeling good that you've helped someone or for other people to look at you and think, wow, she's just helped that person? I'm not looking for social recognition. I don't... Like, so say if I helped someone, I would not require a whole page article about me and how wonderful I know. <laughs> That's not what I'm after at all. I want to make a difference to someone's life and make it better. <laughs> but yeah, make a difference to someone's life. <laughs> to clarify, I want to make it better, <laughs> not worse. Um, but I want to just be a reason why someone has something to live for or like be a reason why 
So I want to go into global affairs. I want to help a majority of people. And I would not care if that was anonymous. I really wouldn't care. If I say, oh, some randomer did this, I wouldn't care if I was the randomer. I would know in myself that that was me. And that's me who's done that. That sounds so wholesome. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) So would you say that you can... What can you take from triathlon into everyday life that isn't always the swim, bike, run, but lessons that as a sport, and you'll probably agree that triathlon is more of a lifestyle. Yeah. What can you, how does it help everyday life, I guess? Friendliness, the people has really impacted me, the triathletes, because they help each other. So when you have a puncture, someone will stop their race to help you out. And I think that's so significant about triathlon. I mean, you won't get everyone stopping because then you get the really competitive people and like yeah but that's okay lifestyle wise it's the balancing act it's about knowing when to have time for yourself when to have time for others as well and would you say that having three sports makes that sort of you've got no choice but to be able to balance it all yeah with training and or does that make it harder because you're constantly (laughs) doing three sports and so you have less time for everything else in life no Um, i don't think you have less time because you want to do this. This is your, it's not your life, but this is part of your life. And you make the time for it because you want it to be part of your life. Um, in the same way that if you want to prioritise something else, you prioritise that. And it's not my life. It's an aspect of my life that is very important to me. It does not define me, but it's a characteristic that people do associate me with. Okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to, think of the word um would you say that triathlon is your identity no 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 I think it's part of my identity but it's not my identity because before triathlon I was very into hockey and that I think became my identity and I didn't like it I think when you have that one thing that defines you I think that's awful there's so many things that define me like I don't know I'm just I don't know when to stop talking, like, like, just things like that, just, that should not be a defining factor. Talk quite a bit about the triathlon community. Yeah. Triathletes, the majority of them do not care about the winning so much, and you saw that, you see it a lot at the World Triathlon Series when they cross the line and they all hug each other because they've just done an achievement. That's why they do it. So say you came in sixth in the World Triathlon Series, you looked at your time and said, like, yeah, I got a PB. That's why they do it. Because whilst they did come sixth and that's not in the top three, that's still really significant for them because that's why they do it, to so, improve. So how do you see triathlon as a sport compared to as a challenge? As a sport, it's like the definition of sport. Like sportsmanship, you see that in triathlon. Mm. Physical feats. You see that in triathlon. I think if you were to think of a sport, to me, obviously triathlon would come first because <laughs> that's what I do. But like, yeah, it's just, it sh- has every qu- every positive quality that sport should be. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think you've got to go soon. Yeah. So should we wrap it up? So I've got five questions that I'll be asking everyone this series. Um, so... Pick a dish that you would cook. If you had to pick a dish to cook, <laughs> um, we're going to put a recipe book with everyone's different ones. It can be sweet, savoury, whatever you choose. 
Right. <laughs> okay. So, for anyone who knows me, knows that I struggle with cooking. But, but there is a secret recipe that I know, and everyone hates on it, but it's called baking kiwi tagatelli. It is one of the best things in the world. Just to clarify, that is bacon and the kiwi fruit yeah, together. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. You cook the bacon in white wine vinegar. You dry fry it first and put white wine vinegar in it. You don't have any other sauces. You have tapatelli. And honestly, <laughs> it's amazing. And everyone always hates on me for it, but it's one of my favourite meals. Well, I'll get the recipe off you and we'll put it in the it's notes. It's a very... Sure. I've just told you the recipe. Baking kiwi tapatelli. Okay, so on to the next one. Um... This is on quite a few podcasts, if anyone listens to other ones, but I think it's quite interesting and it might take the monotony away from a long run or a turbo session. So pick the first song that comes to your mind right now. Power by Kanye. Okay, nice. <laughs> Do you know, it's like, if I'm on the turbo and power comes on, I'm like, yeah, power, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So um, even my, like, that's not even the kind of music that I listen to, but yeah. And then, because it's a bit of a wholesome podcast, um, what made you smile today? Oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> what made me smile? What made me smile? Oh, God, lots of things. I don't even know where to begin. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I had a phone call from one of my friends who didn't mean to phone me, but they were just like, oh, it's lovely to hear your voice anyway. <laughs> that just made me smile. I don't know. That's just simple things. Right. I smile all the time, like, it's something I do. <laughs> so, um, what are you looking forward to? What's what's coming up in the future for you? God, um, gives you hope, something that's... Gives me hope? Something in the future that you you know, sort of, you're looking forward to. I mean, uh, you can end this out I'm going up north to see my boyfriend, and that's going to be really nice. <laughs> um, yeah, as you shout out... <laughs> No, I'm really excited to see him. Um, he's going to come down in October as well for a week. And I'm really excited to show him like the place I love as well. Is he That's also a triathlete? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, right. He was a competitive swimmer. Um, but yeah, I am working on that one. <laughs> one day. One day, Aaron. <laughs> uh, and then just to close, um, what do you wish that you knew before you joined? Well, what do you wish you knew in first year? In life or for triathlon? In life. That you feel that joining triathlon sort of helped you realise? Just do it. Just do it. Don't be scared. I really regret not throwing myself into everything in first year. That's my one big regret. Um, it wasn't because of what else was going on. I was just a little, you know, I was a little shy. And like, I was so conscious about what people would think of me. I was so worried about being judged. When actually, especially in triathlon, people just don't care as much as you think. And like, as soon as I started going more regularly to sessions, as soon as I started, you know, when you sweat, like, people sweat. That's okay. That's you normal. Everyone... It's biology. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, who knew? <laughs> but like, yeah, I just, I want people to throw themselves into things that scare them more because that's what I wish I did. Great. I think we'll leave it there, but thank you. Cool. Thank you for listening and thank you to Jess. I hope you find that interesting and insightful and perhaps thought-provoking. As I said at the start, please do give us any feedback or possible future people you'd like to hear from, or even topics that we could discuss. We hope these will be fairly regular, um, and there'll be some special features too in the future, so keep listening. Until then though, thanks and take care.